2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
0: I just want to know what you guys think when it comes to the Cavaliers. And we got into the idea of how much of this really matters, the last seven games. I think it matters. And I think we've gotten to a point as fans, and this is not a Cleveland thing, This is NBA fans have too many dumb tropes that might be true sometimes, but aren't true all the time. You know, it's only February. Well, but look at the, look at the Cavs record, right? Well, yeah, one game doesn't matter in the NBA, which is actually not true because, you know, there are things like tiebreakers and there are things like teams losing position, uh, you know, going from the two seed to the three seed, which could absolutely massively impact your ability to make a deep playoff run. But because uh, NBA media has just stocked up on all these team-friendly, player-friendly, uh, quite frankly, generalizations that matter sometimes but not all the time, it's completely destroyed. Like, I don't know, the eye test are actually paying attention to your basketball team. And so it was interesting to me that people look at last night and they just want to view it from the prism of a game. And, and listen, I'm going to meet you halfway. If you view it from the prism of, well, one game, I actually am okay with with losing last night's game from the fact that it was the second half of back-to-back. Chicago's okay. They've got good NBA players. They're just not a great team. And honestly, they just outlasted the Cavaliers. But it's not just, and it's insincere, and it is, it is I would say, homeristic to say it's just been the last game. It's the last seven games. And I think you got to get to the question that I think matters most. Who are the real Cleveland Cavaliers? And I I I think I know. But I think it's interesting. You know, I I I want to double back real quick here, but 2164740092. Are the real Cavs the team that's played the last 7 games or the team that won 18 of 20 games? Uh and and that kind of wrapped up shortly before the end of the All-Star break. Because here's why it does matter, and it came up when we were talking about or talking with Adam Amin, the Bulls announcer in the, the the two o'clock hour. Because there are teams like when the Cavs had Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love. Yeah, like they could have used another you know elite scorer. They could have used there. There were other players. Like if they had had a true stretch four um, instead of Kevin, who was kind of forced into that role. Man, that that team could have been even more dangerous. Um, you want to talk about a true rim protector, which like you kind of forced Timofei Mozgov into. There are ways that Cavs team could have been better, but because they had a premier wing player, a premier guard who could score and who could shoot really well in Kyrie Irving, and then they had a big that could rebound and shoot really well, a lot of it was, I mean, wake me up when it uh, gets to June. That's not what you have. Boston has that. Boston has Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So when they go and lose, uh, was it four of seven games? You go, yeah, it's Boston. We'll, we'll see him. We'll see him mid-May at the very least, right? When Giannis, even with that that big uh, stumble, at that that Adrian Griffin gets fired, um, Doc Rivers comes in and tries to get himself fired. That whole stumble right there. They still have Giannis. So you have natural rebuttals to periods where the team isn't playing the kind of ball they should. And things like well they're not playing good defense, um that's that's an effort focus and togetherness issue. Yeah, they don't have Drew Holiday anymore. Yeah, they've lost um or they've they've kind of changed over some of their feisty players that kind of helped them play defense and and stay sharp on defense. But in the end you've got Dame Little, you've got Giannis and you've got guys who should be able to at least give you somewhere in the top 12 in defense in the NBA. So it's not as if there's a recurring theme that falls back to the build of the team that you can't get over. With the Cavs, somewhere along the way, folks in town, and when I say folks in town, I am talking media, not the fans. Folks in town decided, eh, well, they're not going to do anything. And this absolutely plays into the Cavs' hand, by the way. They're not going to do anything. So... We can't analyze them until the playoffs, which is caca. It matters. The Cavs have not done a damn thing in the playoffs. The Cavs have a head coach who, no matter the fact he was at the helm when they won 18 of 20, he also has limitations like timeout usage, end-of-game management, um, his rotations, his overall rotations across the game, uh, leveraging his players too much. These are real things. They were real things when they were winning. They're real things that now in the last seven games, they've, they're have they three and four in their last seven. And the problem is the things that have popped up in the last seven games are the exact same thing that bit you on the booty last year. And quite frankly, they bit you on the booty before uh, Darius and Evan got hurt. It was... The stagnant offense. It was no ball movement. It was forced shots. It was possessions at the end of the game come down to, hey, look, Darius is dribbling. Oh, look, a shot that nobody should take. And there's no movement around him. The ball doesn't move. So it's a stagnant offense. And this is a team that already, because of I maybe it's their culture. I don't know. And I don't mean that in like a bad way. It's already a team that is prone to up and down moments. So I really want to say this team the real Cavaliers, are the team that's won 18 of 20. You know why? Because that team was elite, explosive, and the most fun team to watch in the NBA. But this is the team that's actually as constructed. Like, a part of what you were able to do with Donovan running the offense and where the ball didn't stick and where the ball moved and the extra pass happened on damn near every position... Part of that was you didn't have to juggle responsibilities with Darius, and I think Evan, the three-point shooting thing, has been really fun to watch. I hope he keeps it up. Now I, I haven't even paid attention to it because I'm not going to give into that constant emotional dialogue of did he shoot a three-point tonight or did he shoot three? I don't. I the kid's got enough pressure on him. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
0: I probably will think back on that about two or three weeks, by the way. But as of right now, I, I want to let it play out. I don't think the sky is falling. But as we assess who are the real Cleveland Cavaliers, this team that's struggling, that's the through line. Roster composition, how you use your your players in this year, J.B. Bickerstaff went from having the, I don't want to say excuse, but the retort last year, I don't have enough talent. I've only got seven guys that I can play. This year, it's I have too many guys to play. You know what the through line there is? Head coach. And I do think there's a part, there's an Ouroboro effect where right now, his limitations as a coach, very strong culture development, X's and O's, all that other nonsense, uh, you know, things that matter in the playoffs. Um, that is feeding into the, the little roster It's not issues, but the difference is in the Cavs roster without a premier wing player that, like, Boston has two of, Milwaukee has one of, Miami has more than one of, uh, Miami has one of, that's what you're seeing. I I desperately want to believe the Cavs are the 18 of 20 team. I still think that they can get it back, even if we're not going to go 900 basketball, which my uh, rudimentary Bowling Green Ivy League math tells me is 18 of 20, even if they're not going to do that, do I think they could still uh, clinch the the second spot in the East? Do I think that a lot of teams struggle out of the All-Star break and they kind of putz around? Yes, they don't have the wiggle room that those teams have. Even when you, you factor like Philadelphia. I mean, Joel Embiid might, not be, might be a big, he's a point center which means he impacts the game in three different ways. He does impact the wing significantly on the offensive side of the ball. You don't have that guy. You don't have a guy with size and skill that is going to change that for you right now. That does matter. 2164740092. Who are the real Cavs? These last 7 games or the 18 games and 18 wins in in 20 stretch? Desperately Want it to be the team that won all those games, and I think the question is now: What do you get back? How do you get back to being that team? And I think limiting the amount of times that you have—and I'm—I'm I'm a broken record here. Like you've got a. This is a question when Darius and Donovan are both playing well. By the way, it will be an issue in certain games in the playoffs, if not certain series. If not, it might. Not get out of the playoffs because you don't have the wing protection to to protect those undersized guards. But right now you've got Donovan Mitchell who looks either tired or flummoxed by trying to figure out how to share the ball with Darius. You've got Darius who looks out of place. And here's the thing. Everybody wants to throw it on Darius. I can't blame it. I cannot blame a kid for coming off an injury. He might not be ready to play winning basketball. That might be a real thing, and that might be a conversation we have to revisit when we head back into the summer. But as of right now, this whole we're just going to blame Darius thing without talking about JB's role in it, we're going to blame Darius without talking about uh, Donovan Mitchell. We're not going to talk about the uh, the role the bigs have in this. Player usage, end-of-game situations, a lack of a coherent offensive structure. I, I'm I'm all for you need to figure out what the hell is going on with Darius. And if you can get him like a seven foot one of the Jokic brothers, not Nikola, because he's under contract, but if you can get one of the other um, you know, big Jokic brothers to just walk out on a court and just pimp slap the next person that slaps him in the face, that'd be great, by the way, if you could just protect Darius Garland. But it ain't just about Darius. And the difference is I can excuse away Darius' weakness at the rim. I can excuse away maybe the reticence to, I don't know, get smacked again in the face. I can excuse away his usage as it's not helping him. So Darius, in some ways, is holding the Cavaliers back. There's a few things holding the Cavaliers back. And the Cavs are at a point where the blame game, and I'm I'm talking about from uh, us, the media, the blame game doesn't make it any truer. Yeah, Darius has got to be better. He's got to be more efficient. He's got to play well when he's on the court with uh, with Donovan. And the Cavs have to get that kid confidence and get him healthy. It can't just be Fall Guy Radio or Fall Guy Fandom just because we're afraid of having expectations or losing Donovan Mitchell.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.